Come through the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, November the 15th, 2020. I want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you also for following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head to patreon.com slash catch, hook, shoot for bonus content. ProWrestlingTees.com slash catch, hook, shoot for your t-shirts. And our other web store, catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com for t-shirts and hats that you won't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So we got a uh, extra supersized episode this week because uh, last week's episode came out uh, a day early to uh, to cover the pay-per-view. So a little, little bit longer of a show this week. So let's dive right into everything going on in Pro Wrestling, starting it off like we always do with the match of the week. This week's match of the week comes from uh, AEW Full Gear from last Saturday, and that was the uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship match between the Young Bucks and FTR. Uh, this was just a, uh, a fantastic match. It was a clinic in tag team wrestling, two of the best teams in the world. I don't care what anybody has to say negative about either one of these teams. These are two of the best tag teams in the world, and this is this is a dream match that's been, you know, coming for for years i mean uh, the bucks and ftr have uh, you know engaged in uh, twitter battles going back to you know when the bucks were in new japan and and ftr is in wwe finally got to see this match it did not disappoint the young bucks are the new world tag team champions for aew and uh you know you saw both teams paying tribute to tag teams of the past like the heart foundation and uh the hardy boys and and stuff like that and it was just a, a great great tag team match so if you have not checked out full gear from last week i highly recommend you check it out because the pay-per-view overall was great uh, and we'll be getting a little more into that as far as the results and everything a little bit later on but yeah match of the week this week young bucks versus ftr for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Definitely check that one out. So rolling right along into the next segment of the show is my top three highlights of the week, and that is called the three count. So number one on the three count, uh, more AEW news. AEW announced this week they will have three upcoming uh, video games, one console game and two mobile games. And mobile games are going to be a, uh, a GM game and also a, uh, a casino game, which sound, sounds kind of interesting. Obviously, you know, with the whole casino implication with Double or Nothing and All In, All Out, you know, a lot of their pay-per-view stuff revolves around gambling in one form or another so uh the casino game seems like a perfect fit uh the gm game actually sounds like a lot of fun you get to build your roster and you know stuff like that basically control uh you know control your 
uh, your company, and you know, so that sounds pretty cool. And then what uh, people have been clamoring for since AEW started uh, an AEW console game for PS4, PS5, Xbox you know the uh, current and next gen systems so uh, i can't wait for that one i'm definitely going to check it out it they're working with uh ukes who formerly worked with uh, wwe on their video games uh, and also the uh the director from what's considered the best wrestling game ever uh no mercy so uh you know they they've got some pretty high ambitions with this and uh, um, you know, from the sounds of it, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be a good game. Like I said, I'm definitely going to check it out, so I'm excited for that one. Uh, number two on the three count, Leon Ruff is your new NXT North American champion. Kind of a, a bit of a surprise, well, not a bit of a surprise, a big surprise. Uh, Leon Ruff taking that title off of Johnny Gargano. Now, I think the, you know, the main point of this is that, you know, Johnny Gargano, as many times as he's held championships, he's never made it past his first defense. So they were kind of, you know, playing on that. Gargano had the wheel picked his opponent. Uh, the wheel was gimmicked and so that it would land on Leon Ruff. Uh, Gargano obviously thinking it would be an easy victory. And he still managed to lose the title in his first defense. So Leon Ruff is your NXT North American champion. And number three this week, we saw the return of the Bastard Pack on uh, AEW Dynamite. Definitely a big surprise. He hasn't been uh, hasn't been on TV. Well, I mean, we've seen like vignettes and videos from him, but uh, hasn't been on TV on an AEW Dynamite live actually there in the arena in months. Uh, I want to say like eight months or something like that. Came out, confronted Eddie Kingston uh, because, of course, prior to the pandemic hitting and Pack being stuck in the UK because of travel restrictions, he was part of a group called the Death Triangle with the Lucha Brothers. And Lucha Brothers now obviously are part of Eddie Kingston's family, as he calls it. So, uh, you know, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good story developing there between Kingston and Pack. So I, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this one. So moving into the uh, news and rumors for the week. Monday Night Raw, Matt Riddle qualifies for the uh, the Men's Survivor Series team, and uh, we saw uh, an interesting tag match: Matt Riddle and Keith Lee versus Sheamus and Braun Strowman, with AJ Styles as the the, uh, the special referee. You know, and this was the point of this was, uh, you know, all five of these guys are part of the Survivor Series team, and this was to uh, kind of get all of the uh, the aggression out, and you know, so that they can function as a unit. Um, you know, decent match with I mean, with those four guys in there, you expect nothing less. Uh, we saw Shayna Baszler pick up a victory over Lana. I don't think that's too big of a surprise. Um, we saw a segment in the back between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Nikki basically confronting Alexa, saying that she needs to choose between Nikki or The Fiend. And Alexa, of course, chose The Fiend. So they're still continuing the Alexa and Nikki Cross story. I don't know where they're going to go with this one. Is it going to end up in a match uh, with the two of them or, uh, or what's going to happen? But, uh, you know obviously tying into the the whole storyline with the fiend and uh, and Alexa Bliss. Um last couple weeks on Raw we've been seeing a lot of stuff in the back between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Now um I think everybody knows, you know, these two came up together in the uh the UK scene. They were a tag team for a long time before they got to WWE. So uh, I I like that they're playing on the on the relationship. I'm not sure if they're going to end up being rivals or partners, but it's definitely leading somewhere with these two guys. So uh, personally, I'd like to see them as tag team partners, but uh, I think a rivalry between the two of them would be great as well because they do match up so well. They've got similar finishing moves between the uh, the Claymore and the Brogue Kick. So uh, either way it goes, you know, I, I'm liking the Drew McIntyre and Sheamus story that's kind of just getting started. Uh, we saw 
Asuka pick up a victory over Nia Jax via disqualification when Shayna Baszler interfered. Uh, and uh, yeah, Nia and Shayna basically proceeded to beat down uh, their three partners for Survivor Series, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Lana. Uh, we saw Mustafa Ali defeat Ricochet. Um, and really the first, uh, first victory for Ali and his group, uh, Retribution. So hopefully we're going to see a little bit of a, of a shift here, you know, towards, uh, Retribution, uh, being a little bit more dominant. Cause I honestly, I think that's a direction they should have gone with them from the get go. But, uh, you know, for some reason, you know, the powers that be decided they shouldn't win any matches for some odd reason. Uh, and then uh, the main event, we saw Drew McIntyre and the New Day pick up the win over Randy Orton and uh, The Miz and Morrison. Um, and we found out next week there are going to be two title matches on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Drew McIntyre getting his rematch against Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. And The New Day will be defending the tag titles against the Hurt Business. Um, so there's definitely some Survivor Series implications with these. If the uh, the titles change hands in either one of those, it's going to mean uh, change to the uh, to the Survivor Series card. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not expecting the WWE Championship to change hands, but I think we could possibly see new tag team champions in the Hurt Business. That's just my my two cents on on uh, those matches. So we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to NXT, I already talked about Leon Ruff defeating Johnny Gargano to become the new North American champion. Uh, Santos Escobar picked up a victory over Jake Atlas. Uh, we saw Raquel Gonzalez just uh, put a beat down on Boa. It was supposed to be Raquel Gonzalez versus Zia Lee. Zia Lee didn't show up. Boa came out to uh, let Raquel know that Zia was not there. And uh, Raquel proceeded to beat Boa pretty good. And then... Um, a, uh, another gentleman from the back uh, came out and delivered a letter to Boa, kind of the same fashion that Boa's been delivering letters to Zia Lee. So I'm curious to see where this is all leading. I'm assuming there's some, you know, someone behind the scenes that's kind of pulling the strings and uh, with with Boa and Zia Lee and everything that's going on. So I, I'm I'm hoping for a good good reveal on this to see exactly what the deal is. Uh, Candice LeRae picked up a win over Tony Storm, uh, and then we saw the, uh, the the person in the ghost face mask again come out during that match. Shotzi Blackheart came out to try to take some uh, some revenge out on Candice LeRae for destroying her tank, and uh, you know Shotzi caught a beat down herself. And the the uh, person in the ghost face mask was revealed to be uh, Indy Hartwell, which I don't think is too big of a surprise because she's been kind of trying to get in the good graces of Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano the last several weeks. Uh, we saw Timothy Thatcher pick up a victory over Dexter Loomis, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. I, I would have expected Loomis to win this, but there was interference from Cameron Grimes, so that did play a part in that. Uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch successfully defended the NXT Tag Team titles in a rematch against Breezango. Uh, and then we found out next week for the uh, the women's title, we're going to see the uh, the matchup between Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, so that should be a pretty good one. And uh, Finn Balor also to make an appearance on NXT this coming week. So uh, I guess we'll find out uh, what the state of the NXT championship is because uh, obviously that has not been uh, not been defended since Balor uh, received a uh, uh, pretty bad injury in his match against Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, broke his jaw in two places, required surgery. So uh, we're going to find out what's the status of the NXT championship this coming Wednesday. Then moving on to SmackDown from Friday, uh, opening segment of the show, we saw Drew McIntyre come out and confront Roman Reigns, saying he's going to take the WWE Championship from uh, from Randy Orton on Raw, and it'll be 
Drew facing Roman at the Survivor Series. Uh, Jey Uso came down to the ring, got in McIntyre's face, and that match was set up for uh, for the main event for the show. Sami Zayn defeated Apollo Crews by a countout of all things. Um, you know, we don't see too many countout victories anymore. Uh, Sasha Banks came to the ring to uh, give a promo. Bailey came out to the ramp, and while Sasha was paying attention to Bailey, we saw an attack from Carmella. So Carmella is being thrust right into the SmackDown Women's Championship picture uh, since her return. Uh, Rey Mysterio was able to defeat Seth Rollins in what was billed as the final battle with these two. Uh, it was a uh, no-holds-barred match. We saw Buddy Murphy um, make his final turn against Seth Rollins. Uh, last week, it you know kind of looked like Murphy was going back with Rollins. It appeared to, Apparently, that was all a big ruse. Murphy helped Rey Mysterio pick up the victory, and uh, Murphy was then accepted by uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic and, you know, uh, and the, the Mysterio family, basically. So, uh, and, you know, I think the... Uh, um, the point of this to, was to end this rivalry because Seth Rollins is taking time off. I think everybody knows by now Becky Lynch is pregnant with their first child and is due, I believe, within the next month. So it makes sense that uh, Seth is going to be off TV for a little while with his uh, with his new family. So uh, and then uh, Liv Morgan qualified for the Women's Survivor Series team on SmackDown. There's still, I believe, two spots open that are going to have to be filled this coming week before the pay-per-view. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who's going to take those last two spots on the SmackDown women's team. And, uh, you know, um, the last few weeks it's been Natalia kind of campaigning that she should be just put on the team. And she's been in a number of qualifying matches and has not uh, has not won any of those. So she's been making pleas to, uh, to Adam Pierce to just put her on the team. So we'll have to see how this is all going to work out. Uh, and in that qualifying match where Liv Morgan did pick up the victory, Chelsea Green made her SmackDown debut and unfortunately uh, suffered a, yet another wrist injury that's going to require surgery again. So uh, Chelsea Green going to be out uh, probably, I would say, at least a couple of months now. Um, you know, unfortunately for her, um, you know, hasn't uh, hasn't been featured consistently on WWE TV at all. And when, you know, when she has made a debut on uh, one show or another uh she you know gets uh, gets injured and ends up having to be out for for uh you know an extended period of time uh, and then the uh, the main event drew mcintyre did pick up the victory over jay uso had a little bit of a face-to-face with roman reigns after that match roman basically uh with the universal title over his shoulder said uh yeah go get yourself one of these and we can talk on on sunday so uh we'll have to see i mean uh yeah, I th- honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing McIntyre versus Roman or Orton versus Roman. I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those. It's going to be a good match either way. Uh, some miscellaneous WWE news. Zelina Vega, uh, real name Thea Trinidad, was released from WWE just a couple days ago. Uh, and this is apparently stemming from WWE's edict about uh, talent not having or not working with third-party streaming services like Twitch and things like that, and uh, Zelina had a a huge Twitch presence. Um, You know, the word is she was making more from her social media uh, Twitch and things like that than she was from her WWE contract. Um, So it, uh, and and remember, this is, you know, the rumors from Meltzer and the dirt sheets and things like that, but, uh, you know, she basically had a choice to make, 
you know, keep her Twitch or stay with WWE. She chose to keep her Twitch. And I mean, obviously, if she was making more money with Twitch than she was with WWE, that's that's a no brainer. You're going to go with wherever you're making the best living. So, uh, yeah, she has been uh, has been released. Um, would not, I mean, she's under a 90 day no compete, so she won't be able to be on TV anywhere until February. But uh, I, I expect to see her pop up somewhere as soon as that 90 day no compete is over with be it an impact where she's uh where she's been before she was a uh, knockouts tag team champion in impact or in aew who uh you know sorely needs um talent in their women's division to build it up a little bit more um i think either one of those would be a viable option for her so and either one of those are also going to allow her to keep her twitch channel going so um you know don't uh, don't expect uh, Zelina to be off of TV for too long. Uh, and uh, along the same story, apparently Alex, uh, Alistair Black has uh, requested to go back to NXT a number of times over the last couple of months and has been denied for uh, for some reason. I don't understand why, because they're not using him on TV very much or very consistently. Uh, so I, I, you know, can definitely see why he'd want to go back to NXT. Uh, why it would be denied, I don't know, unless they have some sort of grand plan for him. But uh, I don't don't really see that happening. So who knows? But uh, yeah, it would it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Alistair Black requesting his release in the upcoming months if uh, you know if every if everything that's been rumored to be going on behind the scenes is true. Um, moving into some AEW news, uh, looks like AEW has uh, a pretty good working relationship with impact on the uh, the full gear pay-per-view we saw don Callis on commentary for the kenny omega hangman page match now obviously kenny omega and don Callis, very good friends known each other for a very long time but uh you know don Callis is an executive vp at impact so to see him on an aew pay-per-view not just make an appearance but actually on commentary for a match uh that's that's pretty big so uh i i think a, a working relationship between impact and aew would be a good thing um there's a lot of lot that can be done there especially you know as far as uh just one aspect of it the uh the bullet club or the former bullet club you've got the good brothers in uh, in impact you know it'd be pretty cool to see them pop up on uh, on an AEW show uh, especially now with the bucks being AEW tag champions good brothers just won the impact tag team titles last night you know that uh i can there's just a lot that can be done not even just with those guys but there's so many other great matches that could be made so uh hopefully that's something that'll continue and uh grow uh on uh aew dark this past week we saw the debut of a tag team known as tnt terrence and terrell hughes sons of devon dudley made their debut on dark uh then on uh, dynamite we saw a uh bit of a confrontation between Cody and a new member of the uh, AEW women's roster Jade Cargill came out uh, kind of talking smack to Cody while he was in the ring uh, um, because of Cody referring to himself as a giant killer after you know picking up victories over Brody Lee and Lance Archer and things like that and she said she's got uh, basically that she's got her own giant and it turned out she's talking about Shaq so are we gonna see Shaquille O'Neal in AEW um, I don't know kind of kind of odd but then we saw Brandy come out and get in uh in cargill's face brandy cutting a uh, nice little promo on uh on jade cargill so I, I i'm always impressed with brandy on the mic i think she's very underrated uh you know people like to talk so much trash about brandy Rhodes, but uh 
you know, when it comes to her promo skills, she is very, very good. She always impresses me when she's got a microphone in her hand. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that's uh, that's probably a match we're going to see at, uh, at some point. Uh, before we move on with the Dynamite stuff, let's go through the results of AEW Full Gear real quick here. Serena Deeb successfully defended the NWA World Women's Championship against Allison K, picked up the win by submission. Kenny Omega is now the number one contender for the AEW World title uh, with his victory over Hangman Page in a great match between those two guys. I expected nothing less. Orange Cassidy defeated John Silver. Darby Allen is your new TNT champion in uh, what I would call the, um, you know, the match of the night. Second only to the uh, the FTR and Young Bucks match that I talked about earlier. But uh, yeah, Cody and Darby, those two always, they've had several matches in AEW and they always, always tear it up in the ring. I love watching these two uh, go against each other. Hikaru Shida retained the AEW World Women's Championship against Nyla Rose. Uh, I already talked about the Bucks defeating FTR for the tag team titles. Matt Hardy picked up the victory over Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion match. Uh, and this was, you know, along the same lines as the uh, the broken Matt Hardy matches that we saw in Impact. It was at the Hardy compound. We saw, you know, uh, cameo spots from Gangrel and Hurricane Helms. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a great, uh, great cinematic match. I loved it. Uh, MJF defeated Chris Jericho, so MJF now is a member of the Inner Circle. And John Moxley picked up the win over Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match to retain the AEW World Championship. Uh, again, another great match. This was all around a great pay-per-view for AEW, one of the best ones that they've done since they started. So uh, moving back on to uh, Dynamite now, we saw uh, yeah, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks um, came out and went uh you know went after uh went after cody during that uh, same promo where jade cargill came out and was uh talking trash to him uh darby allen and, and will hobbs came in and made the save so i'm sure uh you know that's a uh uh match that we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing coming up pretty soon uh darby and hobbs and cage and starks i'm sure Cody will be involved in there somewhere, and uh, oh, another note about Cody, he is now going by Cody Rhodes, he was introduced that way for the first time at Full Gear, and the crowd that was there went nuts for it, so uh, yeah, congrats to Cody on getting the rights to his name back, and once again being Cody Rhodes. Uh, we found out that uh, the World Championship match between Moxley and Kenny Omega is going to take place on December the 2nd, so just a couple weeks away, uh, and that will be on Dynamite. Uh, kind, kind of surprising, I thought they would have put that one off until uh uh until revolution which is going to be coming up in uh, in february on the uh, uh february 27th so i figured they would have uh you know built that one up for a while but they're they're pulling the trigger on this one real quick so december 2nd we're going to see that moxley and omega match uh natural nightmares picked up a win over the butcher and the blade in an old-fashioned bug house match i loved this match between the Natural Nightmares and Butcher and Blade. Uh, you know, it, uh, the Bunkhouse match, something created by Dusty Rhodes back in the day. And, uh, yeah, he uh, I think Dusty would have been very proud of this one. It was a, a great old-school, you know, Bunkhouse match. Uh, we saw MJF's induction into the Inner Circle, and apparently he's taking the whole Inner Circle to Vegas this week. Uh, should be should be interesting. I, I kind of feel another musical number coming on, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, Pentagon picked up the victory over Ray Phoenix um, in a rematch. <clears throat> excuse me, a rematch from uh, a few weeks ago during the uh, that uh, World Title Eliminator tournament where Phoenix was victorious the first time around. Now after the match. 
We saw Eddie Kingston get in the ring congratulating Pentagon and basically kicked Phoenix out of the ring, like literally, you know, pushed him out of the ring and, uh, you know, saying the Pentagon doesn't need him and things like that. And then this is where we saw the appearance of Pac making his return. So, uh, and Pac will be making his in-ring return next week, taking on the Blade from the Butcher and Blade. Uh, also next week, we're going to see a return match for the NWA World Women's title. Serena Deeb defending against Thunder Rosa, who she defeated for that title. Uh, and then for the uh, the World Tag Team titles, the, the Bucks making their first offense against a team of top flight, Darius and Dante Martin, also known as Airwolf and Angel Dorado. Um, fantastic, young high-flying brother tag team. Airwolf made a number of appearances in MLW. Um, yeah, they uh, both of these guys appeared at the last Warrior Wrestling show that Charlie and I called. Um, Airwolf, one of one of my favorite independent guys, um, and uh, his brother Angel Dorado. I've only seen him a couple of times, but he's right up there with Airwolf as far as uh, skill and ability and talent. So this should be an amazing match between two really really good tag teams this coming week. So I th- I'm looking forward to this one a lot. A uh, little bit of uh, New Japan news. Uh, Jay White has defeated Kota Ibushi for the uh, for the briefcase, allowing him to uh, to challenge Naito for the heavyweight and intercontinental titles at Wrestle Kingdom. Kind of kind of interesting that they took the uh, the case away from Ibushi. I I expected I would have expected him to uh, you know retain that and and uh, to challenge Naito at Wrestle Kingdom, but uh, not the case. So um, uh, we'll have to see where New Japan's going with this one. Is Jay White going to be uh, your next uh, heavyweight and intercontinental champion for uh, for New Japan? Uh, some Impact news. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, from Impact last Tuesday, Rohit Raju defeated TJP uh, yet again. So TJP now no longer can challenge for the X Division title while Rohit is the champion. And also kind of a... A little bit of a surprise announcement. The Rascals are leaving Impact Wrestling. Uh, they, they showed one of their Treehouse segments. They received a letter saying that they were evicted from the Treehouse, and it was announced in you know the same segment that they're you know they're departing from Impact. So I'm uh, curious to see where the Rascals are going to end up. Uh, again, one of my favorite teams called all of their matches at Warrior Wrestling, which is always a challenge, but it's always a hell of a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, where where are the Rascals going to end up from here? Um, you know, I'm sure they're, I mean, they're going to end up somewhere. They're not just going to, you know, go away. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where the Rascals end up. But for their last Impact appearance, they will be uh, involved in uh, an interesting interesting tag team match. Um, it's going to be this coming week on Impact. It is going to be Trey and Rich Swan taking on Dez and Wentz in a uh, in a tag team match so that's uh, uh yeah like I said it's interesting that they're uh you know splitting Trey from from the group and having them on opposite sides but uh, it's going to be a great match either way so we'll have to see where it goes the uh the knockouts tag team tournament will be starting up this coming week and uh yeah, the bracket was released by Impact uh, this weekend. Uh, first round, we've got Tennille Dashwood teaming with Alicia Edwards. Kind of kind of an interesting last-minute team there. Their first round match is against Havoc and Nevaeh. Uh, and then we've got uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimber Lee taking on Taya and Rosemary in the first round. Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles taking on uh, the independent tag team known as the Sea Stars. 
And then uh, Killer Kelly and Renee, Mich uh, Renee Michelle. Uh, Renee, of course, the wife of Rockstar Spud, and Killer Kelly, formerly with uh, NXT UK, uh, taking on Jordan Grace and a partner to be named. So Jordan still does not have a partner, but she is in the tournament. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting... Uh, you know, possibly a, a big debut or, or something like that coming up this week on Impact. Uh, Impact had another one of their uh, uh, streaming specials last night. Uh, um, and let's run that down here real quick. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Eddie Edwards picked up a win over Sean Davari. Uh, Rosemary and Taya defeated Tennille Dashwood, Dashwood and Jordan Grace. So that's why uh, apparently that tag team is not uh, going to last. Brian Myers picked up a victory over Swoggle. Chris Sabin and James Storm defeated uh, the team of Triple XL, AC Ramiro, and Larry D. Now, apparently, this was James Storm's last uh, agreed appearance for Impact, so not sure where he's going to go from here. Don't know if he's. Uh, there's been, you know, conflicting reports. Is he still under contract with NWA? Is he not? I mean, uh, you know, he did. Uh, he and Eli Drake did drop the NWA tag team titles to Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos so uh yeah I, I'm thinking James Storm probably done with uh with with NWA as well so uh a lot of a lot of talk about him possibly going to WWE putting him back with uh with Bobby Roode which I'd have no problem with if uh you know, if they're used properly, which when with WWE, that's always a coin toss as to whether or not that's going to happen. Uh, Rohit Raju defeated Cousin Jake for the uh, the X Division Championship. And uh, at the end of this match, we saw Eric Young come out with Joe Doring. Now, Joe Doring, known mostly for his time in All Japan Pro Wrestling, where he's a former two-time Triple Crown champion, but uh, came out and put a beat down on the Deaners, so it looks like Joe Doring is now kind of the enforcer for, for Eric Young, I would assume. So we'll see what's going on with him. Uh, Willie Mack defeated Moose by a DQ, um, and uh, this one, you know, I'm assuming was for the, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, so obviously you can't win the title by a DQ, so Moose still the TNA champion. Uh, the Good Brothers are your new Impact Tag Team Champions with their win over the North. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo defeated Sue Young to once again win the uh, the Impact Knockouts Championship. So with the uh, the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament coming up, Deanna Perrazzo looking to be a, a double champion if she and Kimberly can get past High and Rosemary in that first round. And Rich Swan defeated Sammy Callahan to retain the Impact World Championship. Uh, a little bit of MLW news. Two matches announced for their return uh, this coming week on the 18th of November. Uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. will be challenging Jacob Fatu for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Brian Pillman Jr. will be challenging Myron Reed for the Middleweight Championship. So two fantastic matches to kick off the return of, uh, of MLW to TV. So that's going to wrap it up for news and rumors for the week. So right now I'm going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he is here with an extended edition of the Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey to wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. It's kind of long, so let's head to Friday, November 6th, and Mission Pro... Wrestling Tournament of Hell, that is Dunder Rosa's promotion in Buda, Texas, where they had their first Mission Pro title tournament, first round matches. Uh, Maddie Rinkowski defeated J Jenna Lynn. 
Rachel Rose defeated Vanity. La Rosa Negra defeated Heidi Howitzer. Uh, Lacey Ryan defeated Vert Vixen. Uh, then in between, it was Thunder Rosa defeating Ray Lynn. Uh, you all heard them at uh, Warrior Wrestling before. Uh, on to the title tournament uh, semi-matches. It was La Rosa Negra defeating Manny Rankowski. And Lacey Ryan defeated Rachel Rose. Uh, the finals will take place at their next show, hopefully in December. On to September... I mean, Saturday, November 7th. Sorry about that. Uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling Grand Prix Day 12. Uh, Prince Uhura, who has two points now, defeated Vincent Hasenberg, who has zero. Uh, Pro Wrestling Wave uh, Rhapsody Volume 48 took place, where a Dual Shock Wave Tournament three way tag match took place, where Atsuki. Aki and Rin Karakura defeated Ami Sasamura and Rina Singaki. Also, Luminous of Hiraka Yumasaki and Mikyo Takazi. And to my favorite of Tokyoshi Pro, Wrestle Princess Day 5. Where Sina Siura and Suzumi defeated Mei Segura and Moka Miyamoto. Uh, Mahiro Kiru and Pam Harajuku defeated Runa Neko and Mariki, Marika Kobashi. In the International Princess Title Tournament semi matches, Akari Noah defeated Mirai Miyamir. My Umi and Yuka Kamafuki defeated Soka Nakajima. Uh, that was kind of a minor upset there. Uh, Yuna Manazi defeated Raku in a Russell Princess switching random rules match, which was kind of funny to watch. Uh, Saki Akai defeated Hypermisio. Uh, Aja Kong and Miyu Yamashita defeated Maki Ito and Sari, who is on her way to the WWE eventually. In uh, the International Princess title fi final match, uh, Yuki Kamafuki defeated Hikari Noah to become new champion. In the Princess tag title match, uh, the Nodeka Tema and Yuki Oino defeated Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi to become new champions. And in the Princess, uh, Princess title match, champion Yuka Sakazaki defeated Mizuki in a very good match, uh, heartfelt match, you might say. Uh, then on to Stardom, Goddesses of Stardom, Tag League Day 8. Uh, Hanan defeated Rina. Uh, Starlight Kid defeated Raka and Sayaida. Uh, and uh, Tag League matches, Queen's Quest of Saya Kamatani and Yutami Aishita, who has now three points, defeated Gokigan Death and Riho, who has four points. Uh, Donna Demondo of Hameka and Sairi, who has six points, defeated Odatai of Natsuka Tora and Saki Kashima. 
and finally, of Odatai, B. Priestley, and Konami, who have 7 points, defeated Don Damondo, team of Julia and Mackie, who have 4 points. Then it was on to New Japan Prowler Struggle. Uh, yeah. Uh, for the never openweight title, uh, Shingo Takagi defeated Monero Suzuki to become the champion. That was a hard-hitting match. Uh, Katsuka Okada defeated Great Okan by referee's decision. Uh, for the IWGP United States heavyweight uh, briefcase, uh, Kenta retained, defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi. And then for the IWGP... Uh, heavyweight title and intercontinental inter briefcase. Uh, Jay White actually defeated Kota Ibushi to get the briefcase instead. Uh, so it'll be Jay White now uh, against Naito for the heavyweight and intercontinental title. And then in the main event, it was uh, for the IWGP heavyweight title and intercontinental title. Uh, Tatsuya Naito defeated Evil. Which will set up uh, Russell Kingdom. And Naito actually asked to face Ibushi on January 4th. So he will face Ibushi on January 4th. And the winner of that will be face Jay White on January 5th. That should be interesting. Then on to Ice Ribbon 1079. Uh, nothing really big took place there. Uh, Dragon Gate. Gate of Evolution 2020, Day 3, where Team Dragon Gate of Bankei and Kota Minora defeated Maldeka Kikata and Ultima Dragon. Uh, Team Torimon of Masato Yoshino and Shuji Kondo defeated Team Dragon Gate of KZ and UT. And then for R.E.D. 8, uh, uh, S.B. Kento and Takashi Yoshida defeated Team Torimon of Dragon Kid, Kodotora, and Naruki Doi. Then on to Big Japan Wrestling. Uh, Drew Parker and Yuko Miyamoto defeated Abdullah Kobayashi and Shima, Shima by Kanout. And then there was a quick rematch of so Adubla, Adubla and Kobayashi and Shima defeated Drew Parker and Yuko Miyamoto. So they both got wins that night. Uh, six man tag, Strong Hearts of L. Lindemann and T Hawk teamed with Richi Kawakami to defeat Daichi Hashimoto, Daisuke Sakamoto, and Yuyu Oki. And then, uh, in another show, Daisuke Sakamoto defeated Koseki Sato. Uh, then there was Active Advanced Pro Wrestling Chiba Zoo Festa 2020, Day 1. Uh, so it looks like they fought in a zoo. So that had to be cool. Uh, then down to Pro Wrestling Power Fallout 2020 from Queensland, Australia. Uh, for their PWP title, no DQ match, uh, E10 defeated champion Sinji to become new champion. Uh, sticking in Australia, PWA Black Label, November to Remember. 
Uh, Kyle Fletcher defeated Shaja McKenzie. Nice to see her back in action. Uh, for the Goober Open Challenge match, Bay Pierce defeated Will Kiedis. And in a non-title two-way match, Jessica Troy defeated Charlie Evans and Steph DeLander. Uh, still in Australia for Explos Explosive Pro Wrestling uh, School of Pro Wrestling Showcase number 11. Unfinished Business. Uh, Joel Hagen defeated El Toro Blanco. Julian Ward defeated Del Cano. Uh, in their Super 9 Tournament Black Block B matches, Edith Knight defeated Jules Canaan. Zenith defeated Brunt Bruno Nitro. And James Haight Hartness defeated Jesse Lambert. Uh, then to the States, finally, in Idaho Russell Club Stampede Series 2020. Uh, for the Russell Club heavyweight title, Garo Ball, who was champion, defeated Rusty Livens. For the Russell Club Potato Bowl title match, champion Jay Cruz defeated Marcus Anderson. And in the series, Stampede Series elimination match, James Grimm, Marcus Anderson, Mega Mosca and Ultimo Action Panketo defeated Brad Zane, Dr. Steve Superbisto, Jay Cruz, and John Henry. Then on to World League Wrestling from Troy, Missouri. Uh, for their heavyweight title, uh, Moses Powell defeated champion Derek Stone by DQ, so no title change there. And then in the heavyweight title, six-man title match, Kyle Roberts, Leland Race, and Moses Powell defeated champions Cameron Jackson, Derek Stone, and John Webb to become the champions. Uh, Unified Wrestling Oklahoma from Midwest City, Oklahoma. For their EPW Internet Television title and NCWO title match, uh, the EPW champ, Raul Raven, uh, defeated Mannix Jones, who is their NCWO uh, champion, by countout. So no title change there. And in a buzzsaw title hardcore match, Brawler champion Brawler Morrison defeated Drake Gallows. Uh, on to Southern Fried Championship Wrestling Civil War. Uh, in their Civil War match, Ben Buchanan and David Manders defeated Adrian Hawkins and Todd Sexton by DQ. For two Ring Wars Carolina Homecoming 2020. Uh, let's see here. No, for the AIWF TV title, Gemstone defeated champion Onyx Black to become new champion. Uh, down to Pro Wrestling King, Now or Never, from Muskawa, Indiana. Uh, for, in their Adam Bueller Memorial title Infinity Gauntlet match, uh, the winner was Lifeguard Josh. For their Cruiserweight title, uh, Stephen Joshier defeated uh, champion Mitch Onyx to become the champion. And their... Uh, oh, Congo Kong actually wrestled and he defeated Theo Storm for the PF, PWK North American title. Damien uh, 
Easter Day, defeated champion Chris, Dor Chris Gordon to become new champion. And for the PWK North American title, uh, Mitchell Cha Taylor defeated uh, champion Damian Easterday soon thereafter to become new champion. Uh, there was a Peach State Wrestling Alliance from Heflin, Alabama show that took place. Uh, then Ohio Valley Wrestling had a Saturday Night Special Nightmare, Nightmare Cup 2020. Uh, in the Nightmare Cup final, it was the Tate Twins of Brandon Tate and Brent Tate defeating Dustin Jackson and Ryan Howe. Uh, and in their OVW Southern Tag title, uh, the Tate Twins, Brandon Tate and Brent Tate, uh, defeated champions the legacy of brutality cash flow and Josh Ashcroft to become new champions uh, Then to new wave pro wrestling November rain from Terre Haute, Indiana And uh, WP ultra rapid title ladder match uh, Nate Matthews defeated champion Aaron Atlas to become the champion and in their NWP title Solomon Tupu defeated champion Justin Kyle to become new champion there as well. Uh, then on to International Wrestling Cartel Homecoming from Pennsylvania. Uh, Sam Adonis uh, defeated Cole Carter in their IWC women's title match. Uh, Katie Arquette defeated champion Ray Lynn to become new champion. Uh, in the IWC Super Indie title match, champion Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, defeated Spencer Slade. So that's good to hear. Uh, and then their IWC World Heavyweight title number one contendership match, uh, Jake Pollock defeated Andrew Palace. Then to IWA Mid-South, somebody's going to hurt somebody. Uh, one title change there of their, for their IWA Mid-South Tag Team titles in a four-way match. Piper and Prima Donnie defeated Alex Crowley, who are champion, champions Alex Crowley and Becky Idol. Uh, Joe Travis and Joshi Boy and Jordan Whitaker and Ray Waddell. Uh, then to Game Changer Wrestling, Nick Cage Invitational. Five uh, in the final, it was a final Taipei death match where Mance, Mance Warner defeated Mas Masada. Sorry about that. I really didn't watch that show too much, so catch that if you can. Uh, American Premier Wrestling from Statesboro, Georgia took place. Uh, then AW Full Gear took place. That was a great show, so catch that out if you can. Then up to Rio Canadian Wrestling Saturday Night Fights. Uh, for the ICW British Commonwealth title match, champion Nate Nixon defeated Cody Mack. And in a Gladiator Cup final match, uh, Giant Orion defeated Sidney Steele. Okay, then now, now on to Sunday, November 8th, Stardom, Gaza Stardom, Tag League, Final Day 9. Uh, all these were great matches. They're all Tag League matches for the final day. So for the Stars, Hanan and Saida 
Uh, got two points, defeating Goki Gen Death and Riho, who stuck with four. Uh, Otatai of Natsuka Toro and Saki Kashima got four points, defeating Otatai of B. Priestley and Konami, who had seven. Uh, so then it was Queen's Quest of Sayuri Kamtani and Yutami Hayashita, who got five points, defeating the stars of Mina Sirikawa and Tam Nakano, who had four. Uh, Queen's Quest of Izumi and Momo Watanabe, who have now eight points, defeating the stars of Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid, who had four. Then it was Don Damondo of Julia and Maki, who have six points, defeating Hameka and Siri, who also had six points. So the finals was Queen's Quest of Azumi and Momo Watanabe, defeating Don Damondo of Julia and Maki in a great match. Even though they were tired, but still a great match nonetheless. Great show, really. So check that out if you can. Uh, there was a Pro Wrestling Noah Premium Prelude Day 4 that took place. Where the GHC Junior Heavyweight title of Daisuke Harada, defeating champion Kataro Suzuki to become new champion. Uh, then there was an Ice Ribbon versus... Sinjuki Nichom, Joshi Pro Wrestling, uh, afternoon and evening shows. So yeah, not, uh, there was a title change where Ram Kaichu defeated Hiragi Kirumo and Lady Koji, who was champions, become champion there. Uh, and the, there was a triangle ribbon title change there. Uh, then on to Dragon Gate, Gate Evolution Day 4. Uh, where uh, Team Dragon Gate of Ben K, Jason Lee, and KZ defeated R.E.D. of Dia Inferno, Eita, and S.B. Kento. Eita, you don't get the long name since you lost. Uh, also that night, there was uh, Dragon Kid, Masato Yoshino, and Ultimo Dragon defeating Roku Smoozuyu, Noki. Doi and Punch Tamanaga. On to DDT TV show number 11 for the over 40 title. Toru Hawashi defeated Gorgeous Matsuno to become new champion. And for the DDT Universal title, champion Yuki Uno defeated Mao. Uh, there was a World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana show on YouTube, so check those matches out if you want. Uh, there was a Big Japan Pro Wrestling show as well. Uh, where for the BJW tag titles, the Astronauts of Fuminara Abe and Takura Numero were champions, defeating Daichi Hashimoto and the Yoshi Kamatani. Uh, then down to Future Wrestling Australia Revolution 3. Uh, for the FWA heavyweight title, champion Ricky South defeated Mick Moretti. And in their women's title, champion Tarly defeated Rochelle Rogue. Uh, then up to the States with Without a Cause, Without a Crowd, number two, from Everett Washington uh, on Twitch. I still have not found them yet, so check them out if you can. Then it was on to GCW, so much fun. 
uh, from Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, where Joy Janelle and Kevin Gill were on commentary. So that was pretty good for my liking. I'm not sure about everyone else's. Uh, Jordan Oliver defeated Juicy Finale. AJ Gray defeated uh, Ace Austin, Arrow Boy, Holiday, Joe Keys, and Levi Everett. Uh, Atticus Kogar defeated Cole Radrick. Uh, Blake Christian defeated Leo Rush in a very good match there. Uh, Iron Beast of KTB and Shane Mercer defeated Dougley Ducklings of Lance Lude and Rob Kiljoy. Uh, Chris Dickinson defe defeated Eric Ryan. And then Tony Deppin defeated Alex Zane in what was Zane's last indie match. Kind of got bloody there with uh, the double knees of Zane uh, busting open Deppin. But he still did a promo at the end of the match. Uh, so thanking Alex and wishing him all the best. And then Alex thanked the crowd and all the wrestlers who were ringside. So good match there. And then for the GCW World title, uh, Ricky Shane Page uh, cheated pretty much cheated to win against Mance Warner. And all the referee accounted three for Mance to win. But Ricky Shane Page's leg was underneath the rope, so the match restarted. And all hell broke loose when Nick Gage came out and beat up every, all these other guys and the ref. So it was wild ending. But RSP is still your champ there. Then on to All-Star Pro Wrestling, Bethlehem, Oklahoma. There's a show that took place there. Then uh, on Monday, November 9th, uh, WXW, uh, Bobby Guns defeated Hector Invictus. Uh, Real Japan Pro Wrestling, Strong Style Pro Wrestling Volume 7, where Sari uh, and Yoshiko uh, defeated Zap I and Zap T. So she's still getting her way to, the, to the WWE. Okay, then PWA Black Label, PA, PWA Premiership Tag, I mean Day 4. They did a kind of a Block A and Block B matches, nothing real big there. Uh, Tuesday, November 7th, WXW, Fast Time Mudo defeated uh, Annie Manark. Uh, Pro Wrestling Freedoms, go for it. Freedoms 2020. Uh, UWA World Junior Weight Heavyweight Title. Uh, Champion Kamu defeated Dragon Libre. Uh, there was a Big Japan Wrestling show there that day as well. And then Pro Wrestling Basra 139 for the Union Pro Max title. Uh, Takumi... Sakimoto defeated champion Fuminara Abe. So you become new champion there. Uh, north then to the States in Northeast Wrestling Studio Wars number one. For their live title, champion Christian Casanova defeated Ellie Marco Palos. Uh, there was a New South Pro Wrestling Action Class number nine. Heavy Metal Wrestling, New Texas Pro Wrestling, Grand Prix, Week 6. Uh, OVW, 1109, uh, where Brian Pillman Jr. defeated KTD. Uh, nice going there. Uh, then to um, United Wrestling Network, Live, number 9. 
uh, for the world title semifinals. Chris Dickinson defeated Fred Rosser and Mike Bennett defeated Sean Devari. For FSW women's title, champion Lacey Ryan defeated Vipers. And another NWA world tag team title change where Aaron Stevens was supposed to be with uh, the question mark. Karate. Uh, he didn't show, so it was J.R. Kronos instead, defeating Eli Drake and James Storm. Uh, so that mess of a tag team championship reign is over. Uh, so we'll see where they go from there. Uh, Wednesday, November 11th, uh, WXW, uh, Avalanche defeated Kara Noir. Mild upset there, I would have to say. Uh, Marvelous, that's pro. That's Women's Pro Wrestling show took place. Just Tap Out Professional Wrestling ran took place where Suzy Suzuki defeated Tomeka Inaba and Yuji Hino defeated Taka Michinuko. Uh, Gotta Move Pro Wrestling, Gotta Move Chaka Pro number 63. Uh, on YouTube, there was an I Quit tag match with Chris Brooks and Yuno Mizamura defeating Emi Sakura and Lulu Penso. In a very long match, so check that out if you can. Uh, actress Girls uh, show with Actress Girls title match of ch champion Miyuki Takase defeating Andres Miyagi. Uh, then back here in the States, the Melissa Road uh, show, uh, season two, show number four. Uh, in a Kaiju Grand title match, champion American Beetle defeated Perry Von Vicious. And in IWTV, the match wrestler, show number five. Uh, Genke, uh, still not known, defeated Skid, who turned out to be Joshua Bishop, was actually guessed by the Brickster of all people. So good going there on that guess. Uh, unlike last week, where Chris Stantlander uh, guessed Trailer Mars. So they're getting closer to knowing who these guys are once they get to the later matches. Uh, on to Thursday, November 12th, uh, WXW, Marius Alaeni defeated Norman Harras. Uh, DDT Damnation Produce Illegal Assembly Returns, Volume 2. Uh, the Daisuke Sasaki 15th Anniversary Special. Uh, yeah, so there was a the tag match. Uh, the loser can't use the name Daisuke. So it was Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuki, Yuko Miyamoto versus Daisuke Sasaki and Suji Isakawa. And that went to a 30-minute 30 30-minute 30 time limit draw and a very fun match. So check that out if you can. There was a no-piece underground body count battle from Orlando, Florida. Uh, there was no rings, the stuff matches on a stage or on the floor, so I really did not watch this. So some of the highlights were Kevin Blackwood defeating Akira, uh, EC3 of all people defeating Akas Kogar, AJ Gray defeated Manders. Uh, for the NPU title, no ring deathmatch championship, uh, Eric Ryan defeated Kit Osborne, and then a 15-man elimination body count battle match. Uh, Alley Cat was the winner. So, yeah. Uh, IWA Mid-South Fan Appreciation Night. Uh, where the main event was uh, Champion Jay Christ, who was the heavyweight champion, 
uh, defeating uh, the Dreamweight Champion of Logan James uh, to become dual champion there. Yeah, oh, it was a 30-minute Iron Man match of all things. So he won two two falls to one. Uh, then on to AAW Alive number three from Marionette Park, Illinois. Uh, matches were in the dark matches. Xavier Walker defeating Cole. And Jason Page defeating Sam Beal. The main show was Ace Perrin defeating Braden Lee. Uh, Myron Reed defeating Trey Lamar in an awesome match. Uh, Christy James and Sky Blue uh, defeating Hayan and Sierra. Uh, Sierra actually replaced Elena Black, who they said had a knee injury. So I hope Elena is alright and nothing major is going on there. That was a cool match there too as well. Then Frey Yehi defeated Jake Something. Very good match between those. And that was the last I saw due to technical difficulties. So it was AEW Tag Team Title. Best 2 out of 3 falls. Uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, who are champions, defeated the besties in the world of Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett, two falls to one. Karam defeated Gassi. Uh, Stephen Wolf defeated Trey Miguel. Uh, then Beer Country of Beer Boulder and Beer Brunson defeated Triple XL of AC Romero and Lady Larry Day. And for the AAW Heavyweight title match, champion Mance Warner. Defeated Hakeem Zane. Uh, no idea if they will hold a show in December uh, due to Illinois restricting things even more. So who knows? But hope AEW can run one more show before the year is out. Uh, on to Friday, November 13th. WXW Faceless defeated Vincent Heisenberg. Uh, Big, Jan Big Japan Pro Wrestling uh, did a show with a bunch of light tubes, so check that out if you want. Uh, Chaka Pro number 64 took place. Uh, ICW No Holds Barred Pitfire number 4. Uh, I'll go through the results here, even though I did not watch it, due to some other things going on, like SmackDown and Talking Shopping Mania. So Eric Ryan defeated Jimmy Lloyd. Dominic Carini defeated Eddie Only. Akira defeated Nolan Edward. A very long match there. Eric Atticus Kogar defeated Reed Bentley. John Wayne Murdoch defeated Alex Ocean. And Slack defeated Neil Diamond Cutter. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling from the States. Uh, Strong 15 took place. Uh, Adrian Quest and Alex Zane defeated ACH and Blake Christian. Tom Lawler defeated Fred Rosser. Uh, the team of Brody King, Juice Robinson, and Carl Fredericks defeated Chase Owens, Jay White, and Tonga Loa. And then Tama Tonga defeated PJ Black. And then on to a show I almost forgot was happening. Talking Shopping Mania 2, Rise of the Torturer. I don't care. They say this is one of the worst uh, pay-per-views ever. It's one of the funniest and coolest ones of the year. Next to their other Talking Shopping Mania. Uh, commentary was Doc Gales, Carl Anderson, and Rocky Romero. We start off with Southpaw Regional Wrestling's own Clint Popsky. Welcome us to the show. And then swearing off camera, where is his payment? Uh, then we had Brian Myers and Swaggle defeating Rimjob and Rory Fox. Uh, freight Train with Ball Lehman 
defeat it, uh, Frankie Coverdale. Uh, then we had Detective Helms try to interview Sammy Callahan and Madman Fulton until they were shot. Uh, then Teddy Long presented Roll Under Shed match. So they all fought under a shed on a tarp in Gals' backyard. So it was Scott Demore defeating Alexander Kozlov, Bryce Cannon, Justin Credle. Yes, Justin Credle showed up. Uh, Laredo Man, Laser, Nate Bach, Neil Koloff, Rhino, Roman Roselle, Tommy Jr., and Vernon Love. Uh, Dreamer had pinned Justin Credible after some softcore plush animal pounding for the win until a mask. Scott Demore choked out Dreamer uh, to win the match. Funny, funny gimmick there. Uh, then George South, with his um, help of Stump Kowalski, defeated Paul Lee, who had Nox Tista and Nathan Orden. Uh, Stump hit Lee with a monkey wrench. That was a chair. That was a baseball bat uh, to help North win. Have to see it to know what I'm talking about. Check that out. Then on to a 12-man Lucha Libre death match where the loser must die. All fun and good, and but it, it, it's this weird. So it was Team Chico El Luchador of Alex Kozlov, Chico El Luchador, JTG, comic, the co comic Taylor Williamson, the zombie, and Zokre. Uh, they defeated uh, Team Chavo Guerrero of Alex Kozlov's bearded mother, Chavo Guerrero, Sinbudai, Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, Taya Valkyrie was in this, the referee, and Watts. Uh, I'll go through this. Uh, this was a while, so here are some of the deaths. Taya ripped Zokre's spine out. Uh, the zombie bit Kozlov while Kozlov shot the zombie in the head. Uh, Taylor Williamson left Chavo Guerrero. After he said he had Corona from Sturgis, uh, JTG used a bazooka on Taya. Then Chavo shivved JTG in the neck. Uh, Chavo hit Chico El Luchador in the head. So we got some cartoon fun. Once Chico regained consciousness, seeing Chavo about to finish him off, uh, the comic Terry Williamson used an Empire lightsaber in the back of Chavo to kill him. Uh, as all broke kayfabe to yell at Williamson for actually killing Chavo. Goofy ending, this is the Seattle wrestlers just yelling at the poor comic for killing Chavo Guerrero. So I guess Chavo is dead in Talking Chopamania legend. Then we went on to Detective Helms asking Air Paris uh, uh, questions when a Marty Gennetti lookalike threw Helms into a barbershop window. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then for a uh, ball for a ball match, uh, I'll just give it away. It was supposed to be Sex Ferguson versus Chad Too Bad, but it turned into the cock torture word order of the fake sting, Mr. Hughes, the barbarian, the karate man, Ethan Page, the warlord, and Virgil with Sammy Callahan and uh, Man Man Fulton and Alex Klausloff as zombies, uh, defeated Chad Too Bad and Sex Ferguson. Uh, here are some of the spots. Gangrel spit in Chad's crotch, making them burn. Sammy, Man Man, and Alex came out to bite them. Uh, Crowny Man, Ethan Page, punch, punch both of them in the balls. Then Sting, uh, Dreamer, uh, used a baseball bat on both of them. 
then Virgil and Mr. Yu stomp on their crotches, then, Barbaria, then the Barbarian and Warlord ripped them off. <clears throat> then Scott Steiner, all the people came out to spit on both of them, calling the show stupid. Uh, there was a table sitting with all the, the New World Order talking, and it was to be continued. So there might be a talking shop in Mania 3. I can't wait. Uh, then there are actually credits with people talking. So it was Matt Cardona, Ricky Morton, Gail Kim and her husband talking about how bad the show was. Uh, all fun and goofy. Check it out if you can. If you're not too serious about wrestling, this is a show for you. Uh, then on to uh, earlier today, Saturday, November 14th. Southern Hemisphere Wrestling Alliance can't get the best out of me from Western Australia. El Toro Blanco defeated Pegasus. And then the Pride title, a champion Del Cano uh, defeated, oh, went against Michael Maloney to an no contest. Uh, Wrestling in Japan had a Philian show, Cherry Birthday's Return. So you defeated Cherry. Ice Ribbon uh, 1080 took place. Yeah, and then Tokyo Pro, uh, Wrestling of My Mind, Day 6, uh, Noi Kakuda and Pam Harajuku defeated Soka Nakajima and Suzumi, Hypermisho defeated Moka Miyamoto, Rika Tatsumi defeated Mihiro Kiru and Maki Ito in a 3 match, and then Nodaka Tenma, Yuki Ono, and Ria Rayumi defeated Hikari Noah, Marika Kobayashi, Kobashi, and Yuki Kamafuki. And Saki Sami defeated Sena Shiyora. And then the magical Sugar Rabbits of Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki, Team Araku, to defeat Hinuro Neko, Mio Watanabe, and Mio Yamashita. Whew. Sorry I talked so long. So that's a wrap for me. Till next time, with any more any news or shows that come about, don't forget to look up those Twitch channels that you can see on YouTube's page that I promote. YouTube streams, any other wrestling content you like. Thank you for watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. And yet another busy weekend for me. Stay safe, take care, and be kind, everyone. Back to you. All right, Charlie, thank you as always for uh, your contributions to the show. And uh, so we're going to keep it moving right along right now where I get to play uh, uh, armchair booker, for lack of a better term. And we are continuing with the CHS faction tournament. We are on to round two right now. And I'm talking about the fantasy booker. So the first matchup in the, uh, the CHS faction tournament for the Fantasy Booker is, or the first matchup for the second round, is the Four Horsemen versus D-Generation X. Uh, two of the best factions in the history of pro wrestling. I mean, you know, just just look at the names that have been in these uh, in these factions over the years. I mean, the Horsemen, of course, uh, like I said, the, the version that we're using for this tournament is Flair, Arn, Tully, and uh, Barry Windham. DX, you've got uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, New Age Outlaws, uh, X-Pac. You know, I, I mean, 
the, this would be a dream match in anybody's book. But uh, for, for this tournament, I have to go with the four horsemen. I mean, I, I think you could probably argue without the horsemen, there would be no DX. Uh, that Without the horsemen, there wouldn't be a lot of these factions in, in wrestling. Let's just be honest here. But, uh, yeah, DX especially because both Triple H and Shawn Michaels hold, hold Ric Flair up as, you know, a, a mentor and a, an idol and, you know, somebody who made them want to get into the wrestling business so so absolutely without the horsemen there would be no dx and uh, like i said the horsemen are kind of the the blueprint for a heel stable in professional wrestling and uh, as good as dx has been and, and always was you know i gotta gotta give uh, give this victory to the horsemen so the four horsemen moving on in the chs faction tournament so let's uh, get into the last segment of the show here where I drop a little bit of an unpopular opinion. I don't think this week is going to be any exception to that, and I am talking about the weekly hot take. My hot take for this week, people are fucking stupid. <laughs> And, and and allow me to elaborate, because I don't mean every single person on the planet, but some people, it, it, they say things and it just makes you think, how did this person make it to adulthood? You know, but uh, I'm, sp I'm speaking about one specific incident that I saw online this week, and it was regarding the AEW video game announcement. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is an announcement coming from a division of AEW called AEW Games. So you kind of had an idea of what the announcement was going to be. People have been asking, clamoring, waiting with bated breath for an AEW video game since the company was announced. So you knew it was coming at some point. They had been dropping little hints here and there between, you know, uh, mostly from Kenny Omega, but also Tony Khan here and there. And, and, you know, once you saw social media pop up with the name AEW Games on it, and then they say, we're making an announcement November the 10th, you kind of have an idea what's coming. You know, you, you figure they're going to be announcing a game. Well, they announced three games. And I actually saw some moron, and I'm not even going to give him the satisfaction of me saying his name. This was on Facebook. After the after the the video with the announcement came out, the announcement itself it, it was you know kind of a parody of uh, um, Apple making their announcements with the new iPhones and things like that with Steve Jobs, um, you know Kenny Omega dressed in the jeans, the black turtleneck, and you know same thing with Cody and Aubrey Edwards and Britt Baker, you know, and, and you know it was kind of a parody. They had fun with it, and, but the whole point of it was they you know, made the announcement that people have been waiting for. AEW games are coming out. And this moron is like, oh, I expected something more exciting. And I, I literally, I asked this guy on Facebook, I'm like, it, it, it was an announcement from AEW games. They announced a video game. What were you expecting? Well, something much more exciting like C2E2 or, or E3 or... Uh, what? That, dude... We're in a lockdown. There is no C2E2 or E3. Not in the way that you're thinking. You're not going to have the screaming crowds and stuff like that. It's just not going to happen. It's not possible. <laughs> I mean, it's just 
stupidest, most idiotic comment I, I, well, that I had seen that day. Let's be honest. There's a lot of stupidity out there. But, I mean, come on. The whole point of it was to announce there's a console game and there's two mobile games coming out. That was it. You know, and, and this guy, oh, they, they announced a console game and two mobile games. I, I'm disappointed. What do you want? You know, you, you want all the bells and whistles and, and lights and crowds of, of, a, of a convention when conventions aren't happening. I, just I, It just, like I said, it baffles me sometimes how these people survive to adulthood being that ignorant and just dumb. But anyway... So that's that's my little rant for this week for the weekly hot take. So that's going to wrap it up for the show for this week. Um, but definitely make sure you tune in next week. Uh, I'm going to try and drop the show. Well, not try. I'm going to drop the show uh, pretty early on Sunday so that I can have my preview and predictions for the Survivor Series, which is going on next Sunday. Um, and... It will also be the uh, the final farewell of the Undertaker. Uh, supposedly going to be some uh, some guest appearances, some people being brought in for the Undertaker's final farewell, like the Godfather and Savio Vega, who uh, the Undertaker would you know very good friends with. They were traveling partners, members of the Bone Street Crew back in the day. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It, it's kind of cool. Um, and uh, definitely check out the Brothers of Destruction documentary that just dropped on the WWE Network today. It's definitely worth a watch. It's only like forty five minutes. I wish it would have been a little bit longer. You know, but I could sit and listen to The Undertaker and Kane talk all day because they're two of my all-time favorites. But, uh, yeah, definitely give that a look. But, yeah, next next Sunday, dropping the show a little bit early in the day so, so I can have my preview and predictions for Survivor Series out there. So, uh, once again, want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch Hook Shoot. Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for bonus content. ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot for t-shirts. CatchHookShoot.BigCartel.com for uh, t-shirts and hats you can't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. And as always, the email is CatchHookShoot at gmail.com if you want to drop me an email with your questions, comments, or uh, anything else you might have to say. So with that, I'm going to wrap things up. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all the wrestling coming up, and I will talk to you guys soon. 